flight 0068, that's flight 0068, please approach the gate. The flight is now ready for boarding. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yah, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, ain't that a lovely sound? In the building? He's definitely in the building. In the building? In the building. Wowzers. I feel like, I don't know. It's, this feels rude almost, doesn't it? Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Eid, Ramadan, everything, bro. Everything. It's been a long time. You say you miss me. <laughs> Word gets out. You shouldn't have dissed me. Step, Step back. Don't, don't try, try to kiss me. me. Right about, right now, about I'm, now, I'm 50, 50. Oh, is it? 50, 50. You're giving I'm all your age. And London. You're giving all no, your age. Classics, classics, classics. When you're a modern man like me, you got to know where you... you got to know where you've been. yourself as a modern to know man. Listen, a modern man. Him? Eminem, fam. I'm a real modern man out here, man. <laughs> what, wait, wait, wait. What about you, Stephen, to start off the year and yeah, the resurgence of this podcast? Mm. List mm. three things that make you a modern man. <laughs> okay, um... Obviously, why are you changing? I'm a bit Checking the levels, fam. Okay, well, modern man. Obviously, the drip. Uh, yeah. Modern man. It's very modern. Man's the drip. The drip. Um, my mindset is so. You... That's modern. That's very modern. <laughs> I think he's trolling us. <laughs> a mindset. So I've got a drip, a mindset, and then what else would I say is modern? Um... Just how active I am. Always on the go, mate. Always on the go. Rarely a moment to sit down. This actually is the first time I sat down all day. Um, yeah. So I would say those three things. Um, Drip, mindset, and the fact that you're always on the go. Always on the go, mate. So mindset, Modern. active, and drip. Um, yeah. If you turn that around, it uh, actually makes mad. <laughs> Mad thing. I think that is a very apt description of you, dear friend. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh my gosh. It feels like a very long time since we sat down and done this. It has been a very long time. It's too long. A long time would actually be an understatement, wasn't it? We've been mocking it. We've been mocking it. We've been absolutely taking the piss. Can we just like apologize for one second and, yeah. and explain maybe a little bit? Who would like to lead the apology? For apologize for what? Apologize for what? Oh, there, there goes that modern man. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the 10 months of darkness, bro. We were so ahead of the game, we had to let others catch up, bro. Ooh. Okay. I don't know if I agree with that, but I like it. It's nice. But so we. But uh, also. We, we, Sorry, these, go, man, go. these man might be sorry. I just want it on record that I am not sorry. <laughs> All right. <He's> so modern. <laughs> so, uh, so we took a pause, as you know, last April, and it's it's almost like you know when it was back back in the day, like you you you're playing a game on PS or Xbox, and you're like, yo, like I'm I'm gonna pause it and come back to it, and then you feel you think in the morning you're gonna come back to the game. And you just never do, fam. That, 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 that's, that's basically what we did. We, we had the game on pause for all so long. I mean, obviously, we took a break because it was becoming, like, quite taxing, you know, living our lives and recording and all this stuff. But we never meant to leave you for 10 months for no episode. So me, Kwame, one-fourth out of home, I apologise for the lack 
of uh, content and also the lack of rhyme or reason. So now you have it. Hopefully you enjoy. That's what we're doing. Me Kwame. Man said me Kwame. <laughs> hey, we're an no, entity. No, no, no. But, we're no, an entity. But, this is but, crazy. But I also this is crazy. <laughs> Breaking up already, fam. We're done. We're done. No, but I also said in that same thing. I said one fourth. So I'm saying I, I'll, I'll speak as an entity. I speak as myself. But the others can share. But one fourth of the collective is oh, saying wow. I apologize. So what? We will have to sit, we will we'll have to hit them with our own apologies. I thought no, you were doing no, a group apology. What do you call it? What do you call it? Like, like modern Stephen is saying he's not apologizing, isn't it? So we've so we so 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 we have already we've already established that. So I I I I'm not even sure how you man feel in London, but in Amsterdam we are like split. Wow. Yeah. So over to you, London. London, are you sorry? So we probably want to know. You sorry? The temperature. Uh... I really love it. I like I like I like what Stephen did. Uh, it reminds me of um, you know when actors or people that actually go up to um, receive an award, yeah. they're like, oh, I'd really like to thank myself. It's one of those ones. Yeah. Isn't that's it? big, Stephen. That, that that's like that was so Stephen to say that he's not sorry. Um, and I do believe he he means that he isn't sorry oh. and he. Wanted to oh, take hardly. some time for people to catch up. And there has been some people that have caught up because we've taken a break. Do you know what I mean? People have gone on to do some great stuff and we're very aware of the fact that we've left people uh, without our voices, without our point of view, without our like knowledge and insight on certain things. And do you know what? Like, I won't speak for everybody, but I'd, I'd, I know we're all, all, all apologetic for not being on the airways for us for some time apart from Stephen but um I've missed it I've missed having conversations with oh, you man. oh let, oh, oh. Let, let me ask you this you modern honest and vulnerable man have you missed no 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 not being on the air slash what do you call it podways for the last 10 months ego modern man missed not being on the air um I chat to you guys on a daily so there's not much to me our thing my thing is like when Jay-Z stops for a while and takes a break does he come back apologizing comes back with another hit album and that's and we move on the show goes on so uh, whilst you guys are apologizing I'm on that I like what you're doing. So I'm, I'm I'm scoping museums so that we can put all the stuff that we've been doing somewhere so that people can experience all of this <laughs> you know love and joy do you know we what? have to give do you know what I I I'm I'm fully with the energy that Steven's bringing, yeah. But I'm also aware that we just left and didn't say nothing. <laughs> like, Almost like Dave Chappelle-esque. Yeah, bruv. Dry, fam. Apart from the fact we didn't walk away from $50 million. That's we, what we, I was going to say, big but, man. That's but, what I was going to say. But hold on, hold on. We, I know we didn't walk away from $50 million, but we, we did walk away from some cash, though. Some opportunities. We really did. I think we can round it off by saying, look, man, audience, lovely listeners. Uh, lovely listeners. Everyone out there on the airwaves. We were tired. Yeah. We were tired. Simple as that. And uh, I don't think we were happy within ourselves with the, the level of content we were putting out before we, before we stopped or before we paused. We were just going through the motions. Life was life in. And we had a lot on our plates. And I think... We held ourselves to quite a high standard of recording weekly. Facts. Um, and that takes a lot of work behind the scenes. It takes a lot of alignment. It's difficult to get four people, at, you know, in the same place at the same time. Mm. Um, yeah, it was tough. And so 
we decided to take the break. We still been chatting. We took a, we t- I think we all took a minute to ourselves once we stopped. You know, we, we kind of like just lived our lives for a bit. Definitely. Um, some big moves were made, and you know our situations were a lot different to ten months ago. Now we're saying all of this, but mm. I can't sit here we can't sit here and commit to the fact that you're going to hear our voices every week it's just it's just, just, facts. <laughs> just facts so whilst we are giving you context slash apologizing slash not apologizing um yeah it's difficult to do this whilst still you know having when this is a side hustle and you've got something that you focus on predominantly it's hard to like balance everything so that's a little bit of context we're all good now we're all rest well rested um, and we've uh, had a hell of a last couple of weeks, which uh, I think we want to talk about. Yeah, and it just means that you guys will have to like cling on to those words. You know, never know when we might be back or might not be back. So each episode, cherish that, hold on to that, replay that, dwell on it. We don't know when we'll be back, uh... but we're here today. <laughs> man, like dwelling deji. Um, but Kieran, my I have guy. a question for you, my brother. Oh, Ooh, I like this. Oh. The long t- if you're not joking. <laughs> Kieran, what are we listening oh, to? Oh, my days. Do you know what's so crazy? Even when we was out in Cote d'Ivoire, you never asked me this question. I was waiting for it. Oh, but, geez, yeah. but if you're listening, you are listening to the Out of Home podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners. That's right. Capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. Mm-hmm. In the building across two buildings, we got the man Repping that plus four four. I got myself Key and my boy Yaffy to the side. That's me. Over there in plus three one, we got Papi Quams and the modern man himself, Stephen Apampa. <laughs> um, so yeah that's, it's actually no honestly like I know we've done a lot in this first opening monologue but it feels good to see you guys it feels good to if it, it feels good to be, to, be, to, to be back and to and I'm really going to enjoy this one because we've, we've been on an adventure we really in have. true out of home fashion that only we can um, but um, yeah I'm, I'm enjoying this one and uh, yeah how, how you feeling right now mister Feeling relaxed, feeling confident, <laughs> and uh, I feel like we've got uh, we've got a story to share. So um, keep sort of flicking back and forth, fam. It's off-putting. Stephen, yeah. Uh, talk us through this half sleeve rolled up. <laughs> Could I ask as well? Half uh, sleeve down look before we before we kick off. You know, when it, for the big return, you got to roll up your sleeves sometimes and um, got to get down to business, and that's exactly what it is. Straight in from the kickoff, boys. Um, but you know, it's been a quite a start to 2024. Um, <laughs> after conquering Europe, we decided to go back to the motherland. Oh gosh! In grand style, <laughs> just recently come back. And uh, where did we just? Where did we go, Kwame? That's a good question. Uh, we went. No, we joined you, but we were all together in the lovely country that is Cote d'Ivoire, oh. which I believe since 1986 they've kindly asked people in, of English-speaking country to not call it Ivory Coast, or we should call it like we should call it like Cote d'Ivoire. Um, an amazing country. This was our second time. We, we did some work with CAF, so the Confederation of African Football, for the. Amazing and 
dynamic and rich and vibrant African Cup of Nations tournament 2023, even though it happened in 2024 for branding purposes. Um, this was the second time. The first time was in Cameroon. You mind good? I want to keep going. Yeah, no, we're good, we're good, we're good, okay. we're good. First Just... time was in Cameroon. <laughs> this time was in um, this time was in Cote d'Ivoire, and we had a good time in Cameroon. But my goodness, did we have a great time in Cote d'Ivoire? Boy, I would, I would, I'd, I'd have to second that, and I'd have to third that. Um, <laughs> it, Full house. The, the the phrase "this is not Cameroon." Yeah, yeah. Probably highlighted the whole trip. Yeah. But that's not to throw shade on our experience in Cameroon. All. Not at all. You know what I mean? Um, and one thing that I think I, we all failed to remember when we were actually, like, saying it, and then it later came to our minds, is that when we were in Cameroon, it was the back end of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were actually taking like nasal sw- swipes and swaps tests, tests. taking tests before every every game. day before every game test, yeah, test and inverted commas cuz cuz sometimes these tests were not were not thorough but we, but we, but, we, but that was that was the case of when we traveled out there and like i guess not many people traveled to cameroon uh, as as many people as uh, that came to cote d'ivoire um but bro that is not to that is not to say that Cote d'Ivoire is not an amazing, amazing country, especially where we were in Abidjan. Um, bro, we, yeah, go on. I I came back and just <laughs> kept thinking that place is amazing. Yeah, like yeah, just for cold, man. And, and especially to be able to like watch football the way that we watch football as well. Uh, we'll get into the cultural side of things in a bit, but I think for me the biggest thing that I took away was like being at the games, especially the final, and looking around and just seeing a sea full of black faces and thinking as if those could just be CGI'd. Like yeah. this looks like this literally looks like I'm inside a pro evolution soccer game <laughs> and the crowd has been computer generated because it was wild. I've never ever in my life experienced a stadium packed to the brim like that and have to be like, there's no white people here. There's hardly any white people here. It was beautiful, bro. But that's African football. It was like, this is insane. But even, even before getting into all of that, I think... Uh, just how we got there, I think, is a story in itself. Facts. You might remember, like, last last time Cameroon, um, I, I definitely was ill-prepared and uh, ended up getting a... Um, oh, yeah. And, 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 yeah, I ended up getting a yellow fever... <laughs> yellow fever in, injection. injection. Which you needed on arrival, you bruv. Left, by the way. On, on, on arrival, bruv. Like, this, this, this French man pulled out a needle and was pursuing me on arrival, bruv. And I had no idea. So, like, now... I gladly clutched onto that yellow fever booklet and strode confidently uh, into Cote d'Ivoire at the time. Um, and then I was on the same 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 flight as the as, as the twins, uh, shout out Kian uh, and and the man as well that were that do uh, Keys Atelier. Uh, so that they do like a this brand in uh, they do a brand in Cote d'Ivoire, lots of like drip, fashion, 
celebrating African football as well. And then like, they moved about maybe like one or two years ago. So it's just by pure coincidence, we happened to be on the same flight together. And then prior to that, I was supposed to be there for the opening game of Nigeria's game. But uh, due to Air Force... Air France uh, delayed delayed my flight. Ended up missing it. Ended up Air France, but ended up um, staying an extra night in Paris. And I only I only packed. I defiantly left my apartment with just like trousers and like a jumper, like turning my back on Europe. I did the so same. That night I had to I spend in same. Paris. I was not prepared for the snow. I was not prepared for that. I was in a foul mood, as you can imagine. But touching down in Cote d'Ivoire. Um, lit it up and I think the first thing that I noticed was just like the infrastructure like um, like proper roads um, light everything was in place like th- these sound these may sound like small things but these are to be cherished on the continent as we as we found out in like various places where we've been and so that, that was the first thing that stood out as well and then also my French is not as good as uh, Kieran's or or, or, or oh, as well oh Francois didn't make a didn't try to make an appearance on this trip, boy. I realized I was way out of my depth, and I just said, "No, man, you know what it is, yeah. I'm so ill practiced when it comes to French that I just didn't. I tried, but when I started to get laughed at, I was like, "Nah, man, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing it." We all got laughed at. Fair. We all got fair. Like, we need to touch on that. Abundant amount of time. Fair. Do you, do you know what my, the biggest faux pas was? So, like, I, I wanted to say I don't speak French. So I said, like, I said I ended up saying that je n'aime pas Paris, which means I don't like Paris. And then, I, and then like, I got... Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't understand the look that I got. And I was just like, I, was just, I thought I was being helpful by just communicating oh, my, my linguistic limit, limitations when it comes to French, but... <laughs> I'd accidentally insulted, insulted people uh, in, in French. And then um, I think the first night that I got there, my biggest revelation on the first night, and then I asked you, man, about your first night, was um, so I must have come in like like after midnight, and then I was like still gassed. So I was like, okay, cool, let's go out. And then I was told um, confidently by the locals that um, the nightlife begins at 3 a.m. I didn't make it that night, night but like I, I was ready to go out. I, it must be like like midnight. Or what? So I thought I'd take a little nap. I woke up. I woke up and then to text messages on my phone just saying, like, where are you? We're about to go. And I was like, it's 3 a.m. What do you mean? <laughs> Lest it be told, I am not one to miss out on fun. And that was the last night that I did not make it at 3 a.m., apart from the, la- the night that we left because Nigeria lost. But apart from them, I was fully, fully outside yeah, doing that. You, you, yeah, you did very quickly. And I think I don't think you missed a beat when it came to actually stepping outside and being ready for 3 a.m. But um, to your point about, like, the way the country is built up and the roads and just, like, the infrastructure, I think we later found out from some of the people that we spoke to about a man called Felix Fitbouni. I finally know how to say his name. Uh, but he was their first, was it president, but when they yep. became uh, independent? And had uh, a, a huge vision for Cote d'Ivoire um, many years into the future, many years into later after he probably lived as well, and which is why the country looks the way it does, and why Ivorians are so proud of their country. So um, it's really it was really dope to see, just like I agree. Um, 
yeah, like the the infrastructure, the car, the, the the motorway system, um, the like food. The food. Well, I'm not gonna say I had a great yeah, food yeah, experience. You've been on the ropes. Yeah, I've been on the ropes for the last few days, to be honest with you. But they did have like we were super surprised, mm. particularly Kwame and I. You know, we like to engage in the in the old paddle game here and there. <laughs> and I'm not doing that again. Prior to prior to leaving, Kwame sent me a like a link of a paddle court. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Because as you guys mentioned, Cameroon when we went there, I think we just went in the went to Cote d'Ivoire ignorantly, thinking like, yeah. it's, we're gonna have a similar experience. Yeah. Didn't yeah. do no research, no research. Rinse whatsoever. and repeat, brother. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not one TikTok was was, yeah. was was looked at for real. We, like, we, it was so so guyish of us. Definitely not a modern man like our, our brother Stephen over there. Um, I was all over those blogs. Uh, of course. Man said blogs. blogs. <laughs> modern, modern, modern. But anyway, yeah. yeah. This is the early 2000s, bro. Anyway. Um, yeah, like, just having a paddle court, for example, and pristine paddle court said that, bro. which you don't even have... There's, there's not many in London, let mm, alone yeah. we pull up to Cote d'Ivoire, there's, like, these crazy tennis courts... Just like uncles serving mean backhands. <laughs> like, it was crazy to see, man. So, um, Stephen is, like, a feeling my back, which feels quite nice, so we'll continue that. Um, but, no, um, but, like, I, 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 I wanted to ask you, I, I think Stephen was talking about his first night. Um, were there any revelations for, for you guys over in London? Um, yeah, we can start with you, because you had quite an eventful first night. Yeah, I was spoiled. I can't lie. I just came straight into the... I came into the thick of it, like... Oh, uh, yeah. I met you guys directly at the um, the fan watch of Cote d'Ivoire against Mali. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, you're right. In the yeah, and there the was quarterfinals. Yeah, quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. quarterfinals. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got a scene. Stephen, you got me you, in, bro. You, you, you're the one that gave us the link to the place and the reason why everyone could get in. So thank you for that. But continue, yeah. <laughs> so I've I've walked straight into that. I've 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 got to the hotel or to the Airbnb. Was greeted by a, a very nice young man named Sariki. Um, who Shout also to Sariki, man. is like the nicest guy. Him and Kwame became like very good friends and so I've literally got to the hotel to the Airbnb, dropped my stuff, jumped in the shower, and I've like flown out to come and see you man ASAP. And I was just like craziness. It was pandemonium. There, there was like it was there, there had to have been I would say, what, about 5,000 people Maybe in that more, one area. Maybe more. Sea of Orange. I've pulled up. Stephen's got me, and I think I've got there for the second half. And this is literally like my first hour in the country. First hour, two hours in the country. Mm. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Of and course, I, it was a game you... where Cote d'Ivoire were losing. Losing, they were, yeah. They were losing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they've come back in extra time, and then they've ended up winning. So obviously, the whole city, the whole country was just on a high. Mm. So I've like that's my first experience, just all that energy, like yeah, ah, yeah, everyone yeah, gas, yeah. everyone excited, and then from there, I think we've gone out. That's the night we went to forty forty, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the illustrious. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So the the night before, Stephen had taken. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> Stephen had taken. Don't do it, skip. Don't do it, skip. Myself and Kwame. <laughs> out right, and I was like. All right, cool. Let's roll in it. So we've gone to this place called Forty Forty, and honestly, I was in. I went. To, I was in there for about twenty minutes because I like this is not my vibes. This is not my vibes. <laughs> so the next day, when 
when it was suggested again, I was like, oh, I don't want to go to this dead place. And I know I pissed off Steve. <laughs> I know I upset Stephen. Stephen was and Stephen was like, what did Stephen say? Stephen said something like, no, he just walked away in it. This brash walk. <laughs> yeah, he just walked this away. Travis Scott Jordan ones, boy. <laughs> but he was he was walking fast. You know when someone's being, being pissed fast. off and they walk ahead of the group, you know they're just upset. Oh man, I felt real. <laughs> I felt real bad because the the man that was like, Stephen's just trying to make us have a good time, and he feels really responsible. I was like, ah, oh, why'd you make me feel bad for? <laughs> but do you know what? Yeah, one of the biggest things that um, I think caught me by surprise, like initially on my first night was after our really long journey from London to Abidjan which I've realised didn't have to be as long as it was for myself and Kwame <laughs> no way, all part of the band no all part of the band <laughs> uh, and we're obviously very grateful for being able to get out there yeah. but after after travelling for I won't say how, how long but it was a very long an arduous journey. It was a very protracted event, wasn't it? Yeah, very protra- protracted. Very protracted. Nice. Yes. Very protracted. Protracted. Uh, protracted. I see what you mean. And it was at a very acute angle, bruv. Extremely. And, but the timing was obtuse. Anyways, <laughs> I... Um, um, we uh, we get, finally get to our apartment, right? And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to just like lie on oh. this bed. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. And I walk into the bedroom, yeah? And listeners, please just imagine, yeah? Like, you're super tired. You finally have taken off all your bags. Like, your shoulders are, like, feeling loose. And you finally see the bed that you're about to spend, like, two weeks on. And you slump into this bed, yeah? But there's no give. There's no like there's no give whatsoever. Like it was like literally lying on a table like that, right? Little park bench. Little park bench. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I I couldn't believe it. I got up and tried it again. And I let out a massive yelp. Guavi's like, what's wrong? I'm like, Guavi, the beds, bro. I can't sleep on these beds. And then I told Stephen, and Stephen started laughing the next day. He was like, yeah. What are they called? Muku, Muku beds, but uh, mattresses. This, the, the brand is called Muka Foam. Muka uh, ironically, Foam. Ironically, there's nothing foamy about Fada mattress. Listen, but you know what's so what, funny what about Bam Bam this, this and their man sleeping bro. mode? Man really got used to sleeping on that yeah, bed, so. bro. Yeah, it, it really yeah, did. It's, it's good for the lumbar, the lumbar support, man. The lumbar support. I don't know if there was lumbar support no, there, Stephen's bro. Stephen saying all of this out of uh, privilege because one thing we're not disclosing is Stephen uh, had no time for us uh, mere peasants on this trip. <laughs> we didn't see you once. He was a uh, five-star hotelling. <laughs> nah, nah, had a different setup. You never came to Cocody, fam. You never came to Cocody. Cocody was his fam. Different setup, boy. No, no, no. I, wait, the context, the context. I was there. For... No, 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 no. no. Bro, no, no. I want to hear your context. Not once did you have to make no. Indomie noodles, bro. Not once. <laughs> Not once did you have to make a boiled egg bonanza. <laughs> oh, hey, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it was not this, this. No, it wasn't a luxury. Light off, fam. Not once. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't luxury. I had many. I had many battles in my in my place. To be fair, like I got like the first night 
when I arrived, they told me that they got rid of my r reservation. So I had to, I had to, I had to room with, um, um, I had to room with an esteemed colleague. Um, yeah, yeah, of Caps. I had to, I had to, the person had to leave their room so that I could sleep that first night. So it was far, as far, as far from ideal. And then uh, there's several battles, um, laundry, food, um, guests. Like it was all popping off, and you know, and you know me, trouble seems to follow me everywhere I go. So it's, it's far, it's, it's far, it's far from smooth. Um, I still have a case open with the hotel actually um, that I need to respond to in like a week's time. So uh, it was far from ideal. If I didn't come to Kukudi, it's just because um, my schedule wouldn't allow me to. As you know, Steve, I was on the street three a.m. You hour. um you you mentioning um trouble seems to find me just brought like two occasions into my head where I feel like whenever I'm on the continent of Africa, I like to leave my shit places. <laughs> oh my uh don't oh. I'm happy for you but I'm angry Granny, at the same you know. time. Like like no, no, I'm, no, no. I'm sure Kieran, if Kieran you, inherited go wait, wait. All let, of me Yaf, let me all sit of, let me sit here. Now I'm vexed. Kwame hold hold the mic. Hold the mic. Hold the mic. <laughs> so <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure if you if you guys are, are long term listeners, you would un, you would know that um, when I was in Cameroon, I uh, lost some important valuables of my of my own on the cup final, mind you. I lost. I think it was my headphones, my wallet, and my sunglasses. And it took wait two three days for us to find it, but we found it. You did find. We it. found it. We found it. And I was fully aware of this when I went to Cote d'Ivoire and I was like, you know what, I'm going to be very mindful of the fact that I left things in uh, Ubers and in cars before and I'm not going to make the same mistake again. I made the mistake twice. The first time... <laughs> twice in like three days. The first time I was... In a car with Matthew and David. Shout out to Matthew and David. And Tash. And we'll go into uh, Alecodrome for Shout the first time. Which is a local eatery where you can get food from, uh, well, traditional... But you might get accosted as well. But you might, you get, might, a, get, might get accosted <laughs> and you might get a, a runny belly. No, you will get accosted. You will get accosted and you might get a runny belly. <laughs> so, I have jumped out the car with these guys. And I see Tash like taking a photo of the outside. I'm like, oh, that's sick. Let me get my phone. I've gone oh. to check for it. It's not there. I've realised it's in the Yango, in the Yangs. Yango, which for is, those of you who don't know, the, is the local yeah. like Uber service. But they're they, they real small. Anyways, it wasn't even a Yango. It was like the yellow cab. actual regular oh. cab. So you, yeah. so you even had no tracking. You would have had no tracking. Yeah, videos, so right? you don't have no tra tracking on that, right? And the car's taken off. And mind you... Remember, I've popped my Achilles earlier on this year. I can't run. So I'm like, oh shit, my phone. Guys, I don't know what to do. Matthew takes off, bruv. He starts sprinting after this car. What Luckily, the car has stopped at a red light and the police has pulled it over and we've able to get the phone. That was number one. The second time, yeah. The police. Hold on, Steve's got something to say. <laughs> No, no, you know, you know how Kieran spends so much time with you. So, like, all of all of that, 
all of Yaf's good fortune. What have I got to do? Leave me out of this, it's, bro. It's like, it's, it's like the power, power of osmosis. Like, like, like Kieran's going to finish his story and we're going to tell you of another story. I missed two items, which were non, no, no one sprinted, no police escort, no one came to save me. Just L's, just L's. So like, how the other half live, it's good, good to see. I can't relate, I can't Why relate. Why have I been dragged into this? I'm just minding my own business here, bro. Yo, that was the first time, yeah? The second time, no, the second time was bad, though. Yeah, Kieran was on the ropes. He said he wanted to go home. Uh, <laughs> like a child. I want to go Kieran, home. This is Kieran. Kieran's like, human, I just want to go home, man. No, it was true. I thought it was over. He was so pissed. He wanted to go back to the yard, bro. Phoneless. <laughs> he wanted to go back to the yard, phoneless, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you was down and out, fam. Oh, bro, I was oh, sorry. I was gone. You was down and out, so bro. Sad. You was finished. Oh, oh, do you know what? I got to give it to you lot because you lot held me down seriously, yeah. Because oh, do you know what? You lot could have really taken the piss, but you managed to just keep me level-headed because I wanted to go home and cry, blood. Can, can, can I confess? Can I confess? Huh? Can I confess? What? He said, "Held it down." The second time it happened, I went for a walk because I was trying to understand how how this is <laughs> happening. I, I had no words of encouragement. Like, 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 I was like, "I need to go away from the situation because I need to understand it in my head." So I, went, I, I, went for I remember that clearly <laughs> as well because he tried to go up to Manjaro. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, went, I went for a walk because I, I had to, I had to let this man. I couldn't oh, I couldn't believe it. Do you know what? It. So you know what happened, right? Well, in the back of the Yango, yeah. And I think what happened was you guys got out of the car and I was going to pay. But before, before I got my money out, I just put my phone underneath my lap. So I was paying, gave him the guy the money. But I was so distracted about getting out, I just got out, innit? Walked away, probably lit a cigarette, yeah? Whilst, whilst the cigarette's, like, burning, I'm like, yo... Where's my cellular device? Where's my phone? Now, not everybody in Cote d'Ivoire speaks English, bruv. Oh, that's an understatement. Nobody really speaks English in there, bruv. And we had to accost a guy to who spoke very little English to speak French to the Yango driver who wouldn't give me back the phone until we phoned the Ivorian number that I was given four days before. Which you didn't have. Yeah, he was really on that number. Which thing, I didn't yeah. have. You didn't have the, the So when, he, when that happened, I was like, you man, it's done. This man's not coming back with my phone. Like, I was so vexed. But then... No, I knew the phone was coming back, man. I don't know what it was, but Yaf really believed it was coming back. Yaf believed it was coming back. I didn't have much but, faith in it that it was coming back. But also, I did say, I'm due some good karma, innit? So, it it might come back. But you know what was funny? Like, during that time, so we, 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 so we, so we, 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 we were like five, five minutes away from, five minutes away, five minutes away from like, what do you call it? Five minutes away from like Sofitel Hotel. We're at the bar, which is about to be the club, which is about to be, which is about to be like Bagatelle. More on that later. And then like, I go to, and then like, and then like, um, I go, um, I go to meet David at the Sofitel. So I woke up for three oh, minutes. Yeah. During the melee of like, Stephen being confused, um, Kieran being his feelings and like, Yaf being hopeful. And after that, I'm like, rah, it's David. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, man, I think like Kieran left, no, Kieran left for phone in the Yango. David's like, what? 
Then David realized that he lifted his phone in the air. <laughs> it's mad. <laughs> it's mad. It was contagious. So, like, contagious. luckily... It's contagious, bro. So, luckily, they, only hey, me telling him... David was laughing at me the, the time I left it in the Yangs Act. He was laughing the first though. time. Yeah, yeah big karma, time, bro. Karma caught him. Luckily, um, luckily, he 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 he, 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 he sprinted off into the night, but um, but the driver ha, um hadn't ha, ha, hadn't left yet, so he was able to find his phone. So, um, two men could have been um the down and out for phones, like before we entered the club, which would have really ruined the vibe. And um, yeah, no, it was, it was it was good. I mean, I mean, like I, I'm free for free when it comes to losing and finding things in uh in don't Africa. Rub in, don't rub it in. But I'm like, I'm yeah. never ever. Over I'm not free gonna do it again. Here, I feel like I need something that stops me from losing things. Maybe it's a like a sequence, or maybe it's something that I just have to say to myself before I lose it. Um, just to check. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we made a little joke about that one before as well. Lanyard, yeah. yeah, a little phone lanyard. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I found it. By the, by the grace of God and the universe for uh, being on my side. <laughs> by the grace of Yaf, bro. For the grace of Yaf. That's the grace of Yaf. Nah, man. That is just... That's just good people and good good karma, man. And believing that the, the universe is for you. Like I said, if you believe the universe is for you, it will always be for you, man. That could help. That could definitely help, my friend. Man over here. That it's, it's, it's fucking bullshit, hey, man. Them. It's fucking let's, bullshit. Let's, uh, Let's talk about some more fun stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, there was a lot... I mean, you spoke about the football. Yeah. And the, the tournament itself was amazing. I think, for the most part, like, we should give insight into what people didn't get to experience. Because I feel yeah, like yeah, if you're into the tournament, you watched it on, you know, whatever streaming service was showing it in your country. Mm. You got to, like, tap in, whatever. But I think what really you could only have experienced on the ground was just, like, the vibes Ooh. in the country. The vibes, the people, and the amount of times people or Ivorians that have, are in charge of any kind of purse or wallet don't have change. Oh, my God. For you <laughs> when you try to oh. pay at a supermarket, in the Yango, at the doctors. For whatever reason, whatever's happening, they're not going to have, have change. change. Even man. if, even if, even if something you've paid for costs 1,800 West African francs, and you've given them 1,900 West African You're not getting 200 Let's say 2,000. 2,000. They will not have a 200 coin. They ain't giving it back look to you. I remember right when here. Kieran flipped. He was, he, was, he was finished. I was done. I, and I was in the front because... Oh, no. It was... Yeah, actually pissed me off. Because <laughs> Kieran was losing his shit, yeah? And I was just trying to... I was like... I was like, Kieran, bro, it's like 40p, bro. It's carved, isn't it? Like, let's, let's just roll. <laughs> it wasn't 40p, though. Like, let's roll, bro. No, 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 don't piss me off. It, was, it wasn't 40p. It was 200 francs. It was like 40, it was like nah, 60p, man. It was like 300, it was like 300 francs, yeah. 300 francs. But it was like the 300th time it had happened to me. <laughs> so it was like, imagine losing Kieran 300 francs 300 times. Kieran lost a plot. <laughs> I'm, 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 like, I'm fully on Kieran's side. Do you know what I mean? I'm fully on Kieran's side. Like, I, I started, when the, the, after a while, I started saying, when they were like, there's no change, I was like, I insisted, okay, you're going to drive me until we work off this debt then. <laughs> so I actually got the guy to drive me back to the hotel. I said, if you haven't got change, then drop me off back at the hotel. No, that's pain. Drop me off at that. And he was asking, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're coming to work and you don't have change. Bro, Are you dumb? Like, small change is no. the most valuable thing in... That's in, a fact. In, our, in, our, in Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, it's like... I feel like I've still got like a, a hundred coin. But I was like, like yeah, because I'm like, this is going to be like a, a memory of mine where like, 
just going and asking for change it's is such for value in the small things. Yeah, oh, bro, I love it. And I, and I don't I know if you it. man experienced this, but um, it felt like any Yango car you got, or any Yangs that you got, it felt like you and the driver were driving on this path for the first time. These men had no idea where anything was like I had to have Google Maps running fam. that night yeah, that, night, that like, night I lost my phone we were like, in the, the car with what, what was it this plucky whip he said this whip has got heart and nothing else <laughs> <laughs> hey that whip was a dust cart fam that whip it had one was headlight. On the road it was bro, it had one headlight bro. <laughs> and bro, no back seat belts <laughs> that heart wow nah. that car, hey, car what, was doing the most what would you guys say uh, surprised you the most about Cote d'Ivoire. Surprised like me positively. the most. Positively. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprised me the most was, yeah, I, f- I think it was just like the like, uh, oh, that's it. The the night, not even Latin life, the vibe of Ivorians. Ivorians are very humorous. Mm. They're very proud. They're very boastful. And they're, and they're extremely engaging. Like, they're very, ex- like, like um, what do you call it? We're, 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 I think we'll talk about this in detail at, uh, a little bit later. But, uh, you know, Lizzie from like the lovely uh, collective, uh, La, La Sunday spoke about the spoke about the spoke about the like spoke about the like joy de vivre of people in Av- Ivory Coast. I think that really surprised me. How people are just so calm, they're so funny, but they're also about like banter, nightlife, f- 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 football, whatever. Just the vibe of Ivorians really surprised me. I think people in Cameroon were a bit more a, b- a bit more like uh, what's the word. What what I'm looking for here? Reserved. I want to say reserved, but not really reserved, but in a way reserved. Like a bit yeah, more that, serious. That, that's something that surprised me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit more serious. But people were not. were more relaxed and just extremely banterful, fam. Kwame, break down that joy de vivre because uh, first of all, we didn't touch on the fact that Kwame was probably like our our best linguist. 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 He was holding it. He's our linguist. You and Siri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Bamarin> <laughs> in English, in Franklish, fam. I don't even know he had it in him from the last time I was in hey, Cameroon. I feel like you've been practicing, bro. No, I don't even. You know what it was. You know, it's really weird. I basically every time I was speaking to these people, to, 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 to these Ivorians, I was remembering like, I was remembering like year nine French, and I remember there was certain phrases that I would type into like a French like app on my MacBook, and then year I would nine, you had a Mac. I, no, oh sorry, oh, not a Mac, but whatever oh, I had. Wow. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> can I my story, you waste man? Can I my story? So basically, I was just thinking about these these key terms for like, oh, how far is it? Turn left, turn right. How much? It's too much. It's too expensive. And so every time I was thinking about thinking about what to say, I kept I think I kept thinking about this year nine oh this year nine my my year nine textbook or a certain app that I'd entered the English phrasing and try to remember that. So it was quite um, surreal Apps trying to remember that nine. process. No, no, no. It was, a, it was some kind of laptop. It doesn't matter, bro. Oh, Anyways, you, bro. Um, yeah. Basically, the, you have to answer your question. It's the basically it's the feeling of like being who you are, and it's the, just like the joy and excitement that naturally mm. is found uh, 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 among a lot of Ivorians. It's just uh, just of a very happy-go-lucky people, yeah. very proud, Big time. very um, f- very very friendly, but also at the same time. If shit fucks up, they will laugh at you in your face. Bro. Yeah. Not not, 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 I mean, sorry, like, not like ha ha, but like, if something's a little bit funny, they will. They'll laugh. let you know. Yeah. They will laugh. And like, me, me, me and Yaf have plenty, me and Yaf have plenty of occasions of this, but there was one occasion in particular where <laughs> we tried to buy some croissants. Just two. 
the croissants cost 800 uh, West African francs, so 400 each. I gave the woman a 1,000 note. Cote d'Ivoire shares a border with Ghana. She, she then asked me, am I, am I from Ghana? I said, yes. I was like, oh, maybe she speaks tree. I spoke tree to her. She still kept laughing. Then she asked, like, Suriki, for a little bit of a breakdown in the confusion about what's happening because, we, we, cause, like, she isn't sure how many, she, she isn't sure how many, she isn't sure how many, how many, how, how many, like, croissants we want. So in perfect French, they're speaking for, like, 38 seconds about this kind of world that we've kind of immersed ourselves in about trying to see how, much, how many croissants we, we want and are going to take, that even though we want to pay for two. And then often, I remember Suriki says four or five. I'm like, raw. It says 800. We paid for 1,000. Surely we wouldn't get two. But anyway, so me and Yaf are kind of excited slash perturbed slash intrigued by what's going to happen. Kieran, Stephen, and lovely listeners, the lady backs out the prongs and she puts two croissants in the bag. So for three minutes, with perfect French, Ricky has somehow confused this lovely lady and she's asked me if I speak Ghanaian. I've, I've then spoken some and she's been like, okay, like, how does this help me? And it's like, bruv. And it's like, they were laughing and it, it, there was nothing, the, 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 there was nothing malicious. It was just like, raw, like, you guys, like, what's going it, on? It, it, yeah. And it shows you sometimes that languages aren't your friend because the person that spoke the language made it even more complex. But, um, yeah, just a, just a vibe, man. Just a really good vibe. Um, I'm just I, honestly, you man. When I came back, my like, like my heart was so full. Yeah, same. Like, yeah, facts. Like uh, was, we left on I was feeling we, really bad. Like, I, I, I think we left on the Wednesday, and we like we we didn't we didn't receive confirmation of our flights until maybe a little bit like maybe like four 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 hours before yeah. that. Well, obviously, we knew we were going, but it's not the confirmation. I didn't know, bro. I didn't know it was going until the last minute, bro. Honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you had some um, issues with your ticket, but it was just an amazing. And also, I think more than Cameroon as well, like, we, we had experiences together at the games and, like, Nigeria were going far. Um, the the host nation went really far and obviously won it in the end. That's but crazy like, that they got all the way to like, the end, by the way. Exactly. That's such a privilege, you, man, that we were there to experience it. Yeah. Not only that, we were there with, obviously, like, you know, the usual hitters or the CAF crew, but David was out there. Yeah, a dear friend of the show has been on the pod before. Tash was out there. You know, these are all friends of ours that are from, that are, um, have Nigerian heritage, but born and raised in London. We met them in Amsterdam, and Matthew, the living legend, fam, mm. a half French, half Ivorian man, that like basically like knew everyone separately, but never, well, maybe to me, never, never together. And he was out there like living his best life in his home country, and it just it added so much like. Like um textures and layers, you understand, yeah, and like we did. had we had different experiences. So some man were in a hotel, some man in bed, bed and breakfast, and some man were in an Airbnb. But we were all there together, and like, you know, like we ugh, just an amazing time. Fam. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just covering on the football side of things before we go into all else, all other things, because I'll mention a couple of topics, and then uh, we'll see where we, huh? Uh, not talking about Ghana. Like there's there's no, there's no you man have suffered enough, but um. Now, to cover the tournament and then obviously um, following Nigeria as well um, and being like really close to the team all the way to the end. Like, I think, because um, the last AFCON, uh, I left you, man, <laughs> for the final. I was, I, was, I, was, I was done with covering. So I didn't actually go to the final last time. So, like, now 
uh, doing the whole run-up um, with the team. I think what impressed me about the tournament was just kind of like the organisation, um, how everything was structured, and then just the fans. So I think a lot of people don't realise, but there's no like segregation in the seating uh, at these tournaments. So it means that um, rival fans are sitting next to each other. And I don't know how you guys found it, but like it's such a difference from... like. Um, uh, European football, the Premier League, where, you know, like, fans are, like, kind of, like, just shouting obscenities at each other for, like, 90 minutes, and it's kind of, like, this kind of, like, tribalism. Um, but during this tournament, it was just kind of, like, the only battles were kind of, like, dance battles or just kind of, like, singing and music. Like, um, I don't know if you guys have... Uh, oh, yeah, you were in Cameroon, but Cameroon wasn't... Uh, it wasn't Because it was just the back end of COVID, it wasn't as full as it was um, for Ivory Coast, uh, sorry, Cote d'Ivoire, but, like, how did you guys feel the atmosphere in the same? How much of a difference was it? Like, I mean, I know, like, Yaf, you go to Ajax games quite often, and and, and then, then Kieran, you go to games when you can, and, and Kwame as well, but, like, I don't think people understand how different it is to be in an environment where people aren't trying to, like, rip each other, or it's just kind of just, like, everybody's just united by vibes. My take on it is that when I was in the stadium with you guys, there's a lot more casual. There were a lot more casual fans, and there were a lot more people there that were oh, yeah, true. Uh, there to support. Were proud of the country and there to support their country first and foremost. And so, like, they could get a corner, and the crowd will be jumping off their feet, like celebrating as if a winner was scored. Versus, you know, when you go to like a prem game or to Ajax or whoever, where it's a little bit different. But yeah, I just feel like every, literally every moment, every second of the games were a celebration. And, you know, when we spoke to, to El Hadjouf, he was saying something similar where he's like, all African tournaments just feel like a carnival. Like the whole, from the start to finish, it feels like a carnival. And I, I think the experience in the grounds were no different. The games were no different. Like it's just one big celebration of, of everything Africa. Um, and that was just one thing that I loved about the experience, man. Like you just have all these people from the diaspora pulling up and I feel like, this tournament specifically, there were more people coming, um, you know, from the likes of, let's say, Paris. We met a lot of people from Paris um, oh, and different parts droves. of Europe. So again, Steve? No, so they came out in their droves. Every, every, it felt like it felt yeah, like you were in Paris at one point. Yeah, and that was sick. Like that's so important because who knows the inspiration that these people have got now from being in Cote d'Ivoire? Who knows what businesses they're going to want to set up? What? pop-ups, activations, et cetera, et cetera. I just feel like the one thing that was quite consistent um, for me speaking to a number of people is like how intentional they are with, you know, learning infrastructure, business, all that stuff in Europe, but then wanting to like bring it back to Africa and set up shop in Africa. I thought that was really interesting slash important to hear because, yeah, I know I've gone kind of like transgressed from your original question Stephen but I think um you know like that celebration it didn't just the, the celebrations in stadium didn't just feel like a celebration of football it felt like a celebration of everything that is Africa and um our whole time there felt like that to me like yeah. whether it was a party whether it was just like being in a Yango driving through traffic <laughs> it's just like the vibe of the country was just immaculate bro so yeah. I think um we said it during one of our conversations with the La Sunday gang. You'll have more context on who La Sunday are um, when we when we drop that episode. But um, you know, there was just like this sense of pride about being Ivorian, and I remember saying in that conversation, like, you know, 
as people who hold British passports, we don't necessarily talk about the UK with as much pride. And I kind of thought to myself, like, wow, I wonder. Uh, Stephen, you have it, for example, with Nigeria. Like, you're you're a proud Nigerian. Like, you're, you know, you wear that you wear that on your sleeve. But um, it, it did make me question and think to myself, like, hmm, I don't I don't necessarily feel like this about the UK. Um, and for you know other other reasons, experience, I haven't really like been able to tap into Trinidad as much as I would like. So it's like. I wonder, I wonder how that pride must feel and like how it manifests mm. within itself. And then I wondered to myself how many other people feel like me, where it's like, you know, they, they, they've lived and grown up in the UK, but they don't necessarily feel that like connection or sense of pride from being there. I just thought that was, that was really interesting. No, I think, I think it's a very interesting point and just how uh, different it is and a different perspective because especially like... Uh, Back home, I think a lot of people from the diaspora don't have that connection, and it's for obvious reasons. Obviously, with the the monarchy and kind of like their history with um, kind of like um, trying to like slave trade and everything like that. So it's a bit hard uh, to feel that. But I always thought that you guys got that from kind of like either your Trini side or uh, or Kieran from your Jamaican roots, and then I guess Kwame um, from Kankan. So it's interesting to see after you see that even from your Trini side that you still feel like there's still room to tap into that on, on, on that side because I feel like um, I thought that's where you would get your 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 pride from because I, I rarely talk about England to be honest with you I rarely I'm always like, <laughs> you know what I mean but I'll take that crimson passport I still got a crimson passport so I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take all the benefits of that I'll take <laughs> so it's Rishi, Rishi Sunak if you're listening like allow, allow, allow me the passport thing that, but um but you yeah. know what it is? I think it's like, <laughs> Can you imagine? Access denied. Do you know what I think it is, though, Stephen, though? Like, I think even though we do get like, a strong sense of pride from where we come from in the Caribbean, I think like knowing the history of how we got there and being able to connect with individuals who have know exactly where they're from in Africa is a different sort of... Different sort of like knowing and a different set, set sort of pride like Car- caribbeans unless they have the ability to go back to find out what tribe they're actually from they will never know where they're from on the continent of africa so being able to be anywhere close to like that feeling of blackness and knowing exactly where you come from is a different sort of like yeah. feeling that you like you can't really like you can't really relate to unless, like, you're you're there. Do you know what I mean? And it's beautiful, bro. It's it's such a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Like, and we're very proud of where we come from in the Caribbean. Like, don't get that twisted. I'm a proud Jamaican man. Yes, a very proud Trinidadian. Do you know what I mean? But it's also like, wow, you get to go back to um, Africa, and like, and being being having been there twice now. And being able to like share, like just break bread and and learn and 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 like share this space with true Africans, like it's 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 dope, fam. Like and being able to see that on s- such a wide scale, from like from like your Moroccans to your people from um, Cape Verde to people from all over the whole of the continent, you're like, right, okay. I get it. 
Do you know what I mean? And and then in 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 that as well, I think one thing that struck me and it was a reminder because I know it before, but it's just how diverse the continent is. Um, with all of the different fans, the different languages, the different way. Although it's all a celebration, every country does things slightly differently or has like, like the Cape Verdeans had the weirdest chant. It was just like they go, whoo. <laughs> <gasps> it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was weird, but like they, they were celebrating everything there. I was with the Equatorial Guinea fans. Like, like they, they were amazing. Or the like South Africans, the, whole... the way that they come into the stadium themselves, they sing, bro. Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the South Africans where they, they came in, in and that's something that's kind of like really associated uh, with, with them. Like uh, Ghana and Nigeria do their praise and worship as songs that they sing and uh, during during the games. And like, uh, it was just so in, interesting to see just the variety and differences mm-hmm. on the continent. I think that hit me more than in Cameroon. Obviously, Cameroon was just because of the coming out of the COVID period, but, like, it really felt that the continent really travelled to come yeah, to uh, Côte d'Ivoire. And then you saw and met, like, so many different different people that were having, like, different experiences as that. But um, how did you guys find it in terms of, like, the variety of people? Like, because we, we were going to the uh, Sofitel a lot, and then that was kind of, like, the hub where people would gather and stuff like that. And so you ended up meeting, like, different, different types of uh, people, different walks of life, and... Just like, yeah, it's interesting just to have different conversations. And I know that you guys definitely spoke to people as well. I remember Kwame and I were going to a game. It was the semi-final qualms, wasn't it? And we were, um, we, we met a, 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 you know, just like a funny guy called Sebastian, who is a football agent. And he also works with one of the um, oh, teams yeah. out there. And like... Um, we, we got to talking, and he was a cool dude, like, we were just chatting, whatever. He then proceeded to ask us about Top Boy, and then ask us if Summer House was a real place in London. On the because back he of had a coach, been having this debate with his child, yeah. his son, about whether Summer House is a real place or not. Because he travels to London quite a lot, and his son was trying to tell him, no, like, it's a real place, a real place, a real place. So he then goes to, like, FaceTime his son and use me and Kwame as, like, authentic <laughs> Londoners to validate the fact that Summer House isn't a real place. Real, yeah. And then his son, like, eventually believed him because me and Kwame said so. So it's just, like, a bunch of... Char- That's just one example of the bunch of characters that we met. But, Stephen, to touch on your point around the diversity and, like, the differences, I also feel like the one thing that joins everyone together and brings everyone together is just this kind of unspoken openness slash vibe to just I, I really can't explain it or put words to it that everyone is just so open and friendly mm. and just like open to chat you can approach anyone you can ask anyone anything like it's just an amazing feeling to have man and like again the tournament itself the football was sick but just being on the ground and feeling that energy that yeah, buzz yeah. was was something that I don't know, man. I feel like it's it's charged me up for the rest of the year, bro. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a carnival of like culture rather than it just Ooh. being about like sport. Like that is that is such a great like advertisement for just like Africa and coming to and going to visit. Do you know what I mean? Like I know that Afcon in itself is about 
the sport and about obviously the the game of football but when you have so many different countries descending on one and different cultures and communities like you're gonna get like a mixing pot and a blend of stew that is just amazing so yeah it's not it's not just about the sport man it's about the people and the vibe that that come with that and as I was going to say, we also got the opportunity to do some sick opportunities whilst we're out there. And it kind of started before we even uh, went there with um, kind of like the, the episode that we did prior, to, which was around the pride of, of Africa. And then just looking back at that and that now in terms of like what the intent of that was and then actually experiencing it out mm. there, would you say that there's a big difference between the way... Um, the culture celebrated in the diaspora versus like actually on the continent, like in terms of like, you know, we've been to kind of like all of the events in Amsterdam and like when it came in, what, what would you say? I think from doing that first piece where we tried to convey that to like experience it out there. No, do you know uh, what? How do you convey? I think, I think we, I think the diaspora, the diaspora does a great job in connecting the dots. Like I wouldn't even look at how we try to pursue, to portray it like that you can't you can't portray it in a way that you have to kind of be on the ground but if you go to these events you're going to be part of that feeling do you know what i mean like stew you're gonna feel part a part of the diaspora do you know what i mean like the 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 piece that we did we weren't at a stew event but if we went to a stew event you'd be able to to know like what we're talking about so i do think that there's a great like they do a great job of of like portraying and translating that energy from the ground to like Europe as well and then I, I would say to answer your question Stephen it's like the what we're doing in diaspora is I could really put together a good TV show mm. and the version back home which is uncut it's like yo <laughs> <laughs> whatever goes like like everything that is good bad and and, and vibey it's going to happen here and you're going to accept it and that's it like like there's, 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 no, there's no tv except it's going to be like hey stop it's like no no this is happening and it's happening Bro, it? so, for real, so, for the, real. the thing i miss the most you, you just reminded me the thing i miss the most about africa is that they have a fresh uh, phrase called uh tia this is africa and it literally just means that anything and anything is possible. Facts. Like, at any time, <laughs> anywhere, anything can happen. That is and I, what, what I love, What I love most about the continent is that no two days are ever the same. Like, you, you honestly, you do not... Like, I can tell you what's going to happen in my week here in Amsterdam. I can tell you how much... With 80% accuracy. From day to, As I woke up in that, in that blessed hotel in Cote d'Ivoire, <laughs> I had blessed no hotel. idea... I had no idea what the next 24 hours so were right. to hold. Uh, it's true. A mundane, a mundane day where I planned to chill ended up being one of my most taxing days that I was there. No, nah, like, it was, was the no night before I found rhyme. out that I had to do the wrap up for the whole of the world to oh, see. Shit. Talk about that though. Ooh, <laughs> millions of views, fam. Trust me. No, no, it made me think about like when we a were milli, going to the games. Like, when we were going to the games and like. We'd, we'd be at the apartment at 12 and Stephen would be like, yeah, we need to get on this bus for 1.30. Pull up to the hotel. <laughs> These times we haven't showered yet. And the game's at 8. <laughs> it's like, we need yeah, to we go. Just, and Kwame, Kieran and I will be like, yeah, 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 but en route, en route. Still moving at a snail's pace. At a snail's pace, bro. No, but um, I, like, there was, a, there was like, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday night, Stephen's gone up to me. No, me and Stephen are working on like some, some like, 
some work some work pieces. And Stephen's actually got me working out there. Where I was like, I'm very grateful, man. I wanted to get some work in that. And then the guys from like CAF have come over whilst I'm working on this other piece, and they've gone, "Ah, oh, Kieran, so you're going to be doing um, a spoken word for us?" I'm like, "What?" When and then Steve's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I was going to talk to you about this." I was like, "Brother, <laughs> what do you mean?" Zero heads up. But <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we're going we're going to shoot tomorrow." I was like, "What?" So yeah, we're gonna shoot tomorrow. I was like, oh my gosh, man. These man ha- these men will, will vouch for me. I was up that night just scribbling and trying to figure out these words um that I was gonna put forward for them. Um and then I was I was on a hand to assist you um immaculately. Stephen definitely the next day. gave me a hand uh in in getting those those bars up. No, I'm talking about the actual shoot day where I was uh, oh, up bro- sprightly, uh, sprightly. oh my god. So yeah. <laughs> Should I even... T- so the night before, Stephen has left me to come up with, like, he's like, yeah, 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 like, here's what I've got to you, but, like, do your thing. I'm like, Stephen, I can't actually say these because, like, I need to say them how I'm going to say them. So I'm going to, like, write... I'm just going to write it on how I want to write, how I want to write it, right? But I was like, say for this. I'm going to get there. So anyways, it must have been about nine, and I've gone, fuck, I've got a fair amount to do before the morning. And I've got to commit this to my memory sort of thing. So I've gone away, started to... I, like, got to a place. I was like, this is actually feeling nice. Like, I'm happy with what I'm writing. And then I got to finally where I wanted it to be. I was like, I'm happy I've got to it. I think I sent it to Stephen to be like, yo, Stephen, look, I've done this. What do you think? Stephen has sent me a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it must have been about 12, 2, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. A selfie... From 40-40. I've gone, this guy's not... T- he's taking the piss, bro. I was vexed. I was vexed. I was like, how's this guy out? And he's got me working on two projects at the same time. And uh, and what do you call, just for reference, what do you call like the 40-40 uh, Modern Man's Club? Modern Man's Nightclub? Steven's Modern Man, yes. And then... So, so morning's come now. Morning's come. And I've got... I've told... I've been told that I've got to get to this... Uh, place oh. for like eight o'clock in the morning, right? Yes. Which means yes. I've got to get up about six, get ready and get out. By the way, at six o'clock in Abidjan, it's already 30, 30 degrees. So 33, bro. 33 degrees. In fact, in Abidjan, it's always 30 degrees. Yeah, it's always 30 degrees. <laughs> yeah, it's always 30 degrees. Even at night time, bro. Night time, morning time, it's 30 degrees. Bro, I packed a couple long sleeves for not a little night time They were not necessary, bro. So I've got ready... Put my shorts on, yeah, and I've headed outside. Got to the so place, said and I've got there, and the guy who um, Bessel, oh, who would be sh- who's leading the, this whole project on on filming this uh, spoken piece, has gone to me. He's gone, Key, where's your trousers? I've looked at him and said, Bro, what do you mean trousers, man? No one told me I had to wear trousers. It's Thirty three degrees. He goes, Yeah, but we're we're shooting. No, someone should have told you that you wear what you need to wear trousers. So I've gone. And called the manda. No, you you messaged in the group chat and I lied to you, but I'll explain why I lied to you. So I messaged the group, yo, manda, could you do me a favor? I need some I need some trousers. Could someone no, send them yeah. to me and say the yangos? No, you said you said can you yango me some trousers? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was at eight foot in the kitchen. I put the phone down, started laughing. <laughs> why? Like, what why? is this, fam? 
I was like, I have no faith that Charles could be Yango to you, bro. Like, this must be a world record. Anyways, <laughs> so after like Kieran phoned me and he was like, oh, bro, do you want a message? I was like, no. This is me. No. What message? <laughs> oh, you like, lied. No, you had to lie, fam. <laughs> I, was, I was beside myself. I was like, what kind of day is this, fam? What day is this? Anyway, so often like, we went on FaceTime quickly. Then you told me to bring you one, not one, but two pairs of trousers. So I went downstairs. Then this Django man, I gave him this, this uh, plastic bag full of two trousers. And I put a plastic bag in a passenger seat like it's an actual VIP customer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I had faith for mustard seed that it would get there, fam. And somehow it did. In, in the and meantime, Mike, in the meantime, as, it, as it's happening, Stephen arrives, yeah? Stephen actually yeah. arrives, and I'm going through the lines with these guys to tell them, like, what type of shots that we should get for the film and that. So anyways, Stephen's messaged you lot and said, you, man, can you lot sort, sort out the podcast for later? I'm going to be assisting Key. So I'm like, cool. Oh. So I'm like, all right, cool. We're gonna be assisting. Like, you just gotta be assisting. I'm thinking I'm gonna get some BTS shots and whatever and rare, rare, Bro, we start shooting, yeah. And Steve <laughs> is sat on the dug in the dugout, yeah. In the dugout. Chilling. When I say man is chilling. He's chilling. He's and he's not doing doggy, nothing. I'm looking at him like, this guy has told these men that he's assisting me. And all he seems to be assisting is his numbers on social media as he posts <laughs> as he posts up a video that I took of him in slow motion <laughs> the with no dragon or tag. Oh, fan. that was so bad. Stephen, I'm here to tell you that was bad. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so several things at play. Obviously, um, by the way, got... he'd been out until seven in the morning <laughs> and came straight to the street. Lifestyle. This guy. Lifestyle. Hey, when when you've got that much creative talent on the pitch, you, you don't want to you don't want to like micromanage. Hear it. Hear it. You just got to let Kieran be Kieran. You got to let him like run find them pockets of space, which he was finding without with, with absolute ease. And then my role was just to keep him happy, keep him hydrated. I, I gave you two bottles of water. You remember the two bottles you of did. water I gave you? You did, yeah. You yeah, did, you did. You did. Yeah, it's hot, but I gave you those bottles of water. And then uh, that's what it comes down to: those little critical inputs. Uh, you're such a you're such a critically funny man, but uh, no, but no, but Kieran, but you 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 we spoke about the spoken word piece, yeah, and and I was telling you like like you're you're real artiste in it, bro. Why? And like like you you create and you create great work, yeah. But you really are really what's the word? You really are perceptive and reflective on how the art is received. Yeah, yeah, Kieran. Yeah. yeah. Ask you one question before. Ask you another one right now. Can you tell me some of the numbers after like three day breakdowns on across uh, various social media platforms? But I was not expecting to, for it to do what it did, man. That's for sure. Like, f- f- was it ten million across uh, like no. socials? Like, of course, ten, ten, all ten million platforms. on TikTok only, fam. Huh? I swear. Well, wasn't ten million on TikTok only? Or was it four million? I think it was like no, it was like seven mil, seven mil on TikTok. How much on Twitter? One, one mil, one mil on Twitter. Like two million on Twitter, one million on Instagram. It was like mad, bro. Ten million your first and, weekend, bro. And it was like, Lose it. It, do you know what it was? It was like the 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 positive sentiment of most of the the comments. Yeah, like, it, it was it was ridiculous. The the, the, the no, worst no, one was no, just no, like, why is this guy British? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. 
speaking of positive sentiments in the comments, which we'll come back to, yeah. which we'll come back to, um, because what do you call it? A Monte Carlo, like modern man, had a bad time out there. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. I'm a Monte Carlo modern man. <laughs> but, but Kieran, that's the best bit. Like, don't forget, like, Kath put it on their channels. Yeah. It, it wasn't on Loki out of home. No. So a lot, most of the world saw this yeah. completely unbiased. Did he like, drop or posted it? it? Crazy. Crazy, bro. That's beautiful, bro. That's beautiful. Yeah, man. I feel like Alex Ferguson, you know. <laughs> I still even know, before, honestly. Like, for a big wouldn't game, have been yeah. in a situation if he didn't put my put my name forward, but I appreciate the pressure, <laughs> innit? The pressure makes diamonds, bro. You know, oh, I shine this di- like one. This diamond's so shining bright. Shout Rihanna. But, but, but Stephen, what happened to you? I think you had a moment in the comments. What happened to you? <laughs> 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 modern, modern, modern man, Monaco. It was it was it wasn't it wasn't spoken word, but words were spoken. Let's put it that Much way. Madness. Let's, put it, Much madness. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, what please, no, so, please, so, so the scene is uh, I've got um, I've got a gift for my idol JJ Okocha. Oh, what a guy! By the way, what, what, big, big big legend. And then um, I've let the CAF team know that you know I've got this gift. And then they said, oh, okay, uh, it was a patchwork. Jersey of all um, previous Nigeria kids all into one, a kind of a commemoration of his career and the way he's featured in. And then, um, you know, they were like, you may or may not get an opportunity to present it to him. So last minute, it, it, it turns out, I've already left my hotel. I'm already dressed. I'm dressing for like a normal day because like I said, like you remember what I said earlier, no two days are the same and True. you just got to be ready. After this day, I carried, I, I never carry a tote bag. After this day, I, me and this tote bag, which it's is true. Kieran's, by the way, but um, we're joined at the hip. My all fucking by the, tote bag. By, by the, the one that you never the whole time. to me two, three years ago. No, no, it's, it, no, it's coming back. It's just, we're just doing some wear testing, Kieran. You'll get it when we, when we, when we complete it. And then, um, so yeah, so then last minute, it's like, okay, cool. You're going to get the opportunity to do a piece of content with JJ Kocha. So I'm like, oh my God, I got thrilled. I'm like researching, making sure I know my facts. Th- that would go well on the CAF channel? On on the CAF channel yeah, as well. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm At this point, I'm wearing my own clothing, uh, which is very kind of modern, relaxed clothing. You hadn't, you hadn't yeah. done, you hadn't had a, uh, you didn't do a, a, a laundry day yet, had you? No, no, because funny enough, all the clothes I had packed for uh, for uh, I keep saying Cameroon, all the clothes I had packed for Cote d'Ivoire did not make it to Cote d'Ivoire. And when I when I it was an absolute mishmash when I opened up the suitcase, I had I had long sleeves that I could not wear. I had two suits that that which ironically would have worked for this interview, <laughs> but I did not know. Lo and behold, I did not expect to see um, one of the legends of the game, a man known. For his relaxed style on and off the pitch. The last thing I expected to see so was true. in a suit and sandals, bro. Looking like Jesus. Looking like Jesus out here, bro. And, and I was wearing, I was wearing a long, a long tee, a long Monaco tee, salmon colour, um, my green, green, green trousers. Green line trousers. Green line trousers. Yeah. Quite nice. they're, they're quite quite nice. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't get it from Instagram. I don't do my shopping from Instagram like you. Um, um, and then I also had like um, some some uh, Bay Ice shades, you know, to protect protect the vision. But you also 
repping because you had uh you had you had some AJ ones that were that were yeah that, that had a Nigerian flag on it mm-hmm. and I had my ring which has a Nigerian flag on it, and I had the chain which has a chain of Africa on it and I'm very pro African as you can tell, but as we did this interview, as I looked my my and, I, and you had your hat on backwards I had on backwards because my mind was forwards exactly. <laughs> Um, so as I, as we enter this stadium where we went to record and I'm looking at my one of my icons in the eye and just like enjoying, embracing this moment, I am none the wiser that this the letters Monaco, which are written... Monaco ri- Yacht Club. Yeah, which are written across... Monaco my, Yacht Club. Which are written across my chest like Superman would come back to haunt me. Like the day of reckoning finally comes when this content is due to go out. A lovely interview conducted. I'm... I have no idea of what's coming. Why I'm thinking, great content. JJ spoke so freely. Some real gems there. Wow, JJ Kotcher. People are gonna love this. Fifty-two minutes in to the content being posted, I'm seeing references to this Monaco tea, and I'm like, I'm like, hold on. Did did I have some sort of like vulgar statement written on this? That I, and then I think I think Yaf. I see Yaf on this phone. Yeah, so yeah, Yaf, yeah. Yaf is probably gonna read out. The comment, or one one of the comments there, like the the the, the comment section was flooded. We don't need to give it any airtime, man. I ain't gonna read that. You're not gonna read it. Nah, man. Oh, you can't find it. Okay, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're not gonna read it. I thought you. I thought you would. So the comment section is filled with people just outraged the fact that I'm not representing Africa. That I'm wearing Monaco. They're like, how how dare you? And you know, people asking me to come dress correctly. And what people don't realize is I had no idea JJ was gonna turn up. In a suit, we had been briefed on a relaxed and informal interview. The same way Kieran had no idea they had to bring trousers for his recording, right? They just, they just assumed they didn't tell him. Yeah, but the difference is, um, I I apparently didn't have anyone I could fall back on to for a quick yangs. I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have the Justice League there to protect me. <laughs> I didn't have the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I the Injustice League there. Rev, Rev, Rev League, my dad. You could have told your, you could, your maids and butlers at the bloody uh, Justice hotel. League. I was beefing with those people, trust me. I didn't get my laundry back for a week. And lo and behold, the comments. I, we'll, we'll, I may post one of the comments later when I psychologically recover from it. But um, no, it was amazing to get those opportunities. And the last one that we got was uh, with someone we can now call a dear friend of the pod. Um, Jufi, uh, Jufi, we got an, an exclusive <laughs> El Haji Juf, and that was that was dino- that was everything you would expect it to be and more. I think from the entrance, in terms of how oh. maybe quite we could just set the scene of how we were we were nervously just kind of preparing the space, wondering if it was going to come across right, and then all of a sudden, in comes Jufi. Uh, uh, and 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 El Haji Juf is a man that. It was good for his age in his early 40s, a retired African legend. He won AFCON 2001-2002, I want to say. And he's and he's, and he's always sported this, like, blonde fade. Like, this high blonde fade. And all his life, he's been, like, a decent height, maybe six feet, six one. But this day in particular, Mr. El Hajjouf is looking, like, maybe two or three inches taller. Why? Because he's wearing some... Rather tall and overly pronounced Balenciaga Crocs, which are giving him a full, a full like dimension when he enters the room. They are metallic. They are plastic. They are tall. They are powerful. They are everything that is El Hajj Youth. 
And then, like, I was like, yeah, this is insane. And then, um, yeah, but it was a great interview. He was very candid, also very professional. And he also said, this was quite quite interesting, he said that if he had met um, Stephen whilst he was playing, his career would have been cut short to, to, to two years. So he's very happy that he met you uh, in, 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 his, in his life of retirement because apparently you were quite the party, party goer of Stephen and Pampa. You're quite, quite um, a modern man, some would say. It's a case of mistaken identity, but uh, prior, prior before we go into the interview, um, I think you and you and Kieran got got to meet him poolside, and oh. that 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 was quite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll let we Kieran I'll let Kieran walk through this encounter. Um, so I guess like my my um, preconceptions of Jufi. Uh, now, now, no, Jufi before then was El Haj, El Haj Juf, was that um, he was quite a character anyway. And I, I believe that the, the British media had shaped my own uh, understanding of how he may have been. So when he came over to us initially, I was like, how's El Haj Juf? That's cool. Like, I wasn't too gassed about it. I was like, oh, that's real cool. And um, I think he was very familiar with Stephen already, so they they made a little bit of joke and whatever. And um, I think he asked the group where everyone was from. And uh, I made the remark that I was Jamaican. Which, by the way, once everyone finds out that I'm Jamaican that listen to my spoken word, they really might have a problem, you know? <laughs> 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 they, 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 were too, they were talking like this British boy above. This, this is a British Jamaican boy. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. I found that quite funny when I was reading some of those comments. But um, he was like, "Ah, oh, Yardi," and I was like, "Okay, Yardi." And I was, then he began to tell me about his connections to uh, people. No, no, no. no. Remember, Jamaica. remember, he said. He said, do you know that we run your country? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I didn't know if he was talking about Senegalese people. Yeah, I was like, or... Senegalese? I was like, really? Senegalese people running? And then he told me about his connections to a said individual who I don't really want to name because I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, really? Raw? Okay, mad. Like, and I, I just thought it was just like, is man trying to show off? Like, why is he trying to show off for that? So I kind of I got, I was kind of on the back foot a little bit. I was like, I don't know if I like this guy. I don't know if he's trying to show off to me or whatever. And then he was like, yo, I'm like, I'm my friend. He's Jamaican. I was like, who's your friend? He's like, bruv, Ricardo Gardner. I'm like, oh, that, obviously you played together, isn't it? He's like, yeah, that's my bridging. Like, when I go back, like, I, I spend time with Ricardo. I was like, cool. He's like, I'm going to call him now. I'm like, okay. And he... FaceTime Ricardo Gardner and said hello. He said, yo, I'm with one of your countrymen. Come say hello. And he literally put the phone in front of my face and I got to speak to one of, like, a, a Jamaican legend just like that. He was, at a, he was at a football game, I guess, in the UK. He got up from his seat, went to, a pro, like, a quiet area and just said hi to me for, like, we spoke for, like, two, three minutes before I handed the phone back to Doofy. And just like that... Me and Jufi became friends, fam. It was mad. <laughs> <laughs> one of the many random stories of Cotovar. Was that, your day, was that day one for you? No, like day, like day two or day three. 
Oh, that's day, that's that's day two, but but uh, th- th- that that interview is, is just is just funny. It's just so relaxed, and I think um, I think it's testament to us, man, in terms of like we're able to just make people feel comfortable enough. I mean, not not that not that Juf, we're worried that Juf, Jufi would not be comfortable around us, but like there's some real gems mm. in that episode. If you guys haven't uh, uh, listened to it, I think. Uh, my favorite part was when uh, when Jufi was telling us that he has like two wives, and I just seeing Kieran's face, and I, in my mind, I'm just thinking like, Kieran, hold it together, hold, hold, hold it, hold it together. But like, yeah, the perplexed look on Kieran's face. He said, "Oh, I've got," he said something about two wives, and I was like, two, three daughters and two wives." Yes, and I looked at I looked at Stephen. Stephen looked at you. And I said, keep it together, keep <laughs> keep it together. Because then he followed by saying, oh, you know, I'm Muslim. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, Because I, I was like, rah, swear. But, but, okay. but, but those were some like amazing opportunities yeah, that definitely. we got. And just the, ran, the randomness that we had. I think my most random uh, funny story was, I don't know, I'm not sure if you guys were there, but like, um, so I'd been getting into like, I don't want to say it's for a bother, but I've been getting like um, I was, try, I was try, in the phase of trying to keep a low profile. Uh, so I'm in I'm in the I'm in the stadium, and then um, uh, my cousin calls me up to come and sit up uh, with him, and so I'm sitting there, and these are like really really like uh, good seats, uh, really good seats, and then next thing I know, my phone's going off, and then people are like yo, people are like Stephen can see you on TV, so like. I was just busting up laughing because, like, the, the brief of the day was to keep a low profile. And then all of a sudden, like, my phone is going up. I, I think, yeah, 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 you have, to, you have to text me at one point. And not just TV, you were on Sky Sports, fam. Yeah, yeah. big like, Sky Sports, bro. Big Sky Sports. Like, the pinnacle of sport in the whole United Kingdom. Like, that's, what, that, that's our ESPN, in it, big man? You made it. Mr. Monaco, a.k.a. Modern Man, you made it once again. No, it was when when the text were going. There was a couple of people. I was like, okay, cool. I thought it was like a Eurosport thing, but then yeah, yeah, yeah. I texted. I was like, ah, oh. I was like, this is mainstream. And Joe, was the worst thing. Like you, you were a retired ex-African f- f- footballer, Emmanuel Shea at the Bayor, ex totally legend, play for Arsenal, Man City, Real Madrid, Tottenham. But you look more like a baller than him, bro. You're on your phone once again. These same trusted, blessed, blessed. Bay eye, pink tinted glasses, hat turned backwards on the phone, really, really shot calling, and and like I, 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 I was there watching the game like a like a like a like a scout or something like. But you were there like, oh, what's this? What's this idiot saying now to me on this phone, bro? Looking like a real looking like a real power agent, fam. So yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So <sighs> I, after you after you have texted me, then I was astonished when my mum texted me, and I was astonished that she was one watching the game, and until that she caught this moment. So that, that was just like a surreal. Surreal moment. Shout out for you for the screen grab. I feel like the whole the whole trip was just like a collection of random moments, beautifully put together. Um, I'm sure we could probably go on for ages about all of them, but uh, I need right. to get home. Um, and also to the audience, um, you know, thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for being patient. Uh, if this episode has felt like a bit of a, a Cot d'Ivoire brain dump, that's because it was. <laughs> and we hope that you've enjoyed the many random stories that we've had um, along our travels. So, yeah. If you ever get the chance or you're looking for somewhere new to go, hit up Cot d'Ivoire. It's a sick country, man. For sure. For sure, man. And uh, I guess this is where we say goodbye. For now. For now. Uh, we will be back eventually. 
Uh, but please, as Stephen said, bear with us. enjoy enjoy us as we're here and bear with us while we, whilst you can. But you know who it's been, man. It's been the Alphone Podcast with your boys, Kieran, Yaf, Stephen, Kwame. And we'll be back. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bonne soirée. Bonne soirée. Not sorry. Madness. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Peace. Peace.